your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Hawkeye Nation, to a Wednesday morning episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I am your host, Andrew Wade. And on today's episode, we're going to be breaking down the awards that were given out for the defensive side of the football field for Iowa. Uh, several guys getting some awesome recognition, some much and well-deserved recognition. We're going to be talking about that and also the impacts it might have on recruiting for one guy in particular. We're also going to be talking about Kirk Ferentz's press conference. Um, made several interesting comments, um, was asked a couple times about whether or not he was leaving, although I don't think he is going to leave anytime soon. I think it is worth exploring, especially with the coaching carousel that is currently happening today. Deuce Hogan is also transferring. What does that mean and why you shouldn't be worrying? And then we're going to wrap it up with, again, some of the other press conference takeaways from Kirk Ferentz. That's all coming up on the show today. And before we get into any of that, I want to thank you all for making the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast your first listen every single day. You can find the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast for free wherever you get podcasts at and also on YouTube by searching Locked On Hawkeyes. So let's get into it, the awards. We're going to quickly give you the awards and then we're going to kind of discuss what there is to know about these awards. Um, on yesterday's show, we actually predicted the defensive awards and the offensive awards. I, I'd like to say I was pretty good on them. I thought there was a pretty good chance we're going to take home some player of the year awards, which we absolutely did. Charlie Jones is the return man of the year in the Big Ten, and Riley Moss is Big Ten defensive back of the year. So before we get to the all-conference awards, I'm, I want to talk about that. First off, both those, Charlie Jones, losing Charlie Jones if he decides to go to the NFL, which is a possibility. Devin Hester got drafted in the second round because he was a return man. Now, granted, they knew they thought he could play other positions. They weren't exactly sure, but because of his return man skills, he got drafted in the second round and carved out a really nice career. Now, Charlie Jones is not Devin Hester, but his return man skills is going to warrant attention from an NFL team. Is he willing to make that jump now, or does he want to see if he can become an even more integral part of the offense and get a little bit more offensive tape on tape for NFL teams to look at? That'll be really interesting to see. But if we lose Charlie Jones, that is going to put Iowa special teams in a world of hurt going into next year. Also losing Caleb Shudak, who, in my opinion, should have been the Big Ten kicker of the year. But nevertheless, we kind of digress there. Um, we've been blessed with some very good return men lately. Amir Smith-Marset and Charlie Jones the last five years. That's tough. That's a tough loss. So it'll be really interesting to see who replaces those guys. I'm thinking we could see an Arlen Bruce back there. I would love to see uh, Arlen get some some kick return opportunities and punt return opportunities. If Ivory Kelly Martin returned, we could see that speed back there as well. So it will be interesting to see what Iowa does. Um, some of the younger guys could get some opportunities there. But nevertheless, a big loss. Now, Riley Moss, Big Ten defensive back of the year, which is really impressive considering he missed several games with an injury. That just goes to show you how impressive of a season Riley Moss has put together. The former gray shirt, uh, two-star recruit, turning into a Big Ten defensive back of the year award recipient. First and foremost, if for some reason he decides to return, if he feels like testing-wise it'll be better to return and get healthy and then go to the NFL next year, that is a huge Huge win for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Second of all, when you look at Iowa, and since this Big Ten Defensive Back of the Year award has begun, Iowa has won five. The next closest team has won two. 
So when you are Xavier over a Southeast Polk looking at the opportunity to go to the NFL, the opportunity to be developed, and the opportunity to have um, some money-making opportunities, I've used opportunity a lot there, I don't know how you don't consider Iowa the number one spot. Now, I know a lot of the the sources, the inside sources, have Xavier going to Iowa at this point. I wouldn't consider it a completely done deal. Ohio State still has an in-home visit this uh, this week. Iowa's will more, more than likely be next week. Um, but when you're looking at purely what Iowa has done with their defensive backs, you have to be pretty excited about the opportunity to go play under Phil Parker. Micah Hyde, a two-star recruit, winning in 2012. Desmond King, a three-star recruit with only one Power 5 offer, winning in 2015. Josh Jackson, a two-star recruit out of Texas, winning in 2017. Amani Hooker, a three-star recruit, winning in 2018. And followed by Riley Moss, a two-star recruit. Imagine if you're Xavier and you are a five-star recruit, a guy who can see how his versatility fits in the Iowa scheme, especially potentially at cash position or as a true safety, you have the ability to win this award. You have the ability to make a big name for yourself early on in your Iowa career, especially if Riley Moss leaves. Um, Jack Kerner, I believe, is gone as well. Matt Hankins is gone. Iowa could be replacing three of their five starting defensive backs. Now, it will also be interesting, what does Dane Belton do? Dane Belton claiming first-team All-Big Ten honors after leading the uh, the Big Ten in interceptions. Does he decide to take a jump like we saw with Geno Stone? I don't think he will, but it's something to watch out for. And if you're Xavier, that's a quick opportunity for playing time and a better opportunity for earning money from NIL deals very quickly. Now, rounding out that first team, all Big Ten defensive team, we have Jack Campbell, who was a media selection. We also have Caleb Shudok getting the coach's selection. Now, I talked about this on yesterday's show. I believe Caleb Shudok should have been a Lou Groza Award finalist. He was going up against two guys from the Big Ten. The fact that the media selected Caleb Shudok as the all Big Ten kicker Goes to show you that Caleb Shudok got screwed by the Lou Groza, just like Keith Duncan did. Honestly, I would love to start a petition to just cancel that award in general. If you're not going to give it to the best kicker in the nation, then why give it out at all? So those are the first team guys. Second team, Zach Van Valkenburg got a coach's selection and nothing else. Matt Hankins got both the coaches and a media selection. Also some interesting information on Matt Hankins coming up later on in the show. And Caleb Shudok got second team coaches. So no matter what way you spin it, Caleb Shudok beat both guys who are now Lou Groza Award finalists for all Big Ten kicker. Third team, Jack Campbell getting third team coaches, which I think is honestly an atrocity, a little bit ridiculous there. And then honorable mention, Tory Taylor getting honorable mention, Jack Kerner getting honorable mention, Noah Shannon getting honorable mention, and Seth Benson. Now, the only surprises I have from these awards is that I, did, I actually did not expect Matt Hankins to get second team, especially after he kind of struggled a little bit down the stretch and has been injured the last two games. Um, the cornerbacks across the Big Ten have not been as strong as we've seen, but nevertheless, Matt Hankins uh, doing a great job early on in the season um, and definitely well-deserved there. Torrey Taylor uh, getting honorable mention. I thought he would get third team. Honorable mention doesn't completely surprise me. I, I know it definitely offends a lot of Iowa people out there, and I would love to have seen uh, you know, Torrey Taylor get first team all Big Ten punter. Um, but this just adds for more motivation next year as he does plan on returning next year and possibly the year after. The Big Ten has some really good punters in it, and I think it just goes to show you when Torrey Taylor is honorable mention um, how good the Big Ten has been with punting talent. And then finally, I wasn't exactly expecting Seth Benson to be on the the second or the sorry the honorable mention list, but kudos to him nonetheless. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we're gonna be breaking down 
Uh, well, actually, tomorrow's show, we're going to be doing a crossover episode with Isaiah Hull of Locked on Wolverines. But we're also going to find out about the on offensive um, all Big Ten list. So we'll make sure to try to break that down either tomorrow or on Friday's episode. More to come on that. Coming up, though, we're going to talk about Kirk Ferentz's press conference, what we learned about Matt Hankins, also Deuce Hogan, and will Kirk Ferentz return? All of that is coming up here in a few short moments, but I do have a very awesome thing to tell you for all of you college football fanatics out there. If you haven't heard about Prize Picks yet, here's your time. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and I know that you will too. Prize Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy, and they offer more college football props than anyone in the world, and they offer all of the star players of the Power Five, as well as mid-major players you might not have even heard of. They also offer any prop you can think of, from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of our listeners right now also have a fantastic opportunity by using the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. You'll get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Here's how it works after you make your deposit. You pick two to five players, you pick an over-under on their projections, and you can 10x any of your entries. Plus, PrizePix allows mixed sport entries. You want to combine Iowa basketball and Iowa football? You can do that at PrizePix. So use their award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made within 60 seconds or less, and withdrawals are safe and fast. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, or go to your App Store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. And I want to thank you all for making the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes. Um, wow, I really butchered that. Just kind of got in the zone there. I want to thank you all for making the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast your first listen every single day. Again, you can find the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast wherever you get podcasts at and also on YouTube by searching Locked On Hawkeyes. So let's get into it. Kirk Ferentz's press conference. A couple of things I thought were really interesting. Um, a lot of the media members that listened into that podcast or listened into his interview, um, I didn't have a chance to, to listen in today. But one of the things I found really interesting was the sentiment that Kirk was very emotional. Now, Kirk has definitely gotten more emotional in his old age. Um, and I think when you start looking at how hard it is to get to the Big Ten championship game, he's going to get a bit more emotional about that. Even when he was interviewing after the Iowa-Nebraska game, he was getting emotional. He wanted to spend time with his players. Now, there's been some talk that maybe this is Kirk's final ride. What if Kirk and the Iowa Hawkeyes win the Big Ten championship game? What if they go to the Rose Bowl and win? Kirk could retire on top. It's an interesting thing to think about. He's old. I mean, 66, there's not a lot of time left for Kirk Ferentz as the head coach of the Iowa Hawkeyes. And when prompted about it in indirect ways, he didn't really give a very direct answer in regards to him potentially leaving. Um, they did ask him about Tyler Barnes' tweet. Tyler Barnes did tweet out that Kirk isn't going anywhere. Um Here's what Kirk said about that, though. He said, I was hoping to be here for a while. That's been my plan for about 23 years now, just trying to make it to the next step. That's kind of what I've been thinking about. I think I made it to this step. Now, Kirk is always very coy in his interviews, but um, it's something worth noting that he didn't come out and say, I'm returning. It is. I, I, I mean, you have to you have to consider the fact that he did not come out and say, I am returning. I will be here. It's definitely got to be something he thinks about. Now, if he leaves, what does Iowa do? Could that hurt recruiting? We've seen the coaching carousel. It has been absolutely wild this year um, so far. We have Lincoln Riley going to USC. We got Brian Kelly going to LSU. Um, shoot, I can't remember who was going to Florida at this point. Uh, oh, gosh, the guy off Louisiana Lafayette, I believe. Billy Napier, excuse me. Um, so there's been a lot of 
coaching changes, a lot of people moving around right now. And you look at it and you say, what is Iowa going to do if Kirk leaves? Is there going to be someone left? Kirk is not leaving this team until after the season. Now, a couple things I think about. I, I really don't think Kirk is going to leave. I do think it is something he'll be thinking about, though, in this offseason. But I think there's several people who could step up. And I'm going to talk a little bit about some of those guys and then talk about some of the guys or maybe external candidates as well. Um, actually, start with external first. Obviously, Bob Stoops, who is going to be the interim head coach for Oklahoma after Lincoln Riley left. Bob Stoops, next to Oklahoma, loves his Iowa Hawkeyes. And if he still has a passion for coaching, there's a chance Bob Stoops would be interested in coming to Iowa and coaching for the remaining six, seven, eight years and continuing to build this program um, to new heights as they maybe bring a guy in or mentor one of the current guys on the staff to be the head coach of the Iowa Hawkeyes. That is something that could very well could be, could be the case. You also have to look at his brother, Mark Stoops, although he just signed a contract with Kentucky, an extension. Um, but Mark, another Iowa guy as well to watch out for. Um, some other guys in the coaching ranks that are very offensive line focused and have played for Iowa, um, A.J. Blazik, Mike Goff, and Mike Devlin, all guys to kind of look out for as well, um, external coaching candidates. But really what people want to know is, will Brian Ferentz be a candidate? What about LeVar Woods? What about Phil Parker? And I've seen a lot of things kind of thrown around about all these guys. Here's what I would say about each of those. Phil Parker has certainly had his opportunities to be a head coach somewhere else. He has chosen not to be. There is a reason for that. Being the head coach of a college football team and being a coordinator of those football, of that football team are not the same thing. As a head coach, you have to be a general manager. You have to be the guy holding everything together. You have a philosophy that you want to install, just like Iowa has their offensive philosophy under Kirk Ferentz, a little bit, you know, very uh, rely on your defense, be very safe, um, not take too many risks type of offense. That is a philosophy under Kirk Ferentz. Phil Parker seemingly is fine where he's at as a defensive coordinator. And while I think he would be a fine head coach, I don't think he wants to be a head coach anywhere. I think he wants to stay as a defensive coordinator. I think that's what makes the most sense for him. Now you look at LeVar Woods. I've seen several comments about special teams coaches, and they can't make a jump to be the head coach of a football team. Well, maybe they can. In the NFL, oftentimes, People do want to look at special teams coaches as guys. Look at Joe Judge from New England or from New England going over to New York. Now, granted, Joe Judge hasn't worked out a ton, but special teams guys are guys that NFL teams even do covet as head coaches. They understand a wide variety about both the offense, defense, and the special team side of the football. And especially of our Woods, he has coached several different positions under the Iowa Hawkeyes and has done an outstanding job and is now doing a phenomenal job with the special teams unit. And he doesn't even understand he's not a punter. He's not a kicker by trade, right? He's not a return man by trade. And yet look at what he's done. Look at, if you look at the past couple games, there has been several mentions about what they've seen on tape and the fact that LeVar Woods has been able to coach those guys up. But what stands out to me is what people say about LeVar Woods after they've left the program. LeVar Woods has, there's nothing but good things to say about him. He's an Iowa guy who understands the Iowa way, has connections with alumni across the country in terms of Iowa football players. I think LeVar Woods would be a very good candidate um, as kind of the CEO of this team. What a better, there's no better representation for the Iowa Hawkeye way, in my opinion, than LeVar Woods, save for a few other people like a Kirk Ferentz or like a Phil Parker. But even Phil Parker isn't an Iowa guy. So LeVar Woods has that ability to come in and say, I've played at Iowa. I understand. I've been here for 20 years. We were talking about recruiting a Kyler Casper even. LeVar Woods held Kyler as a baby. These are relationships 
that you need to build on. And I think LeVar Woods will eventually be a head coach somewhere, in my opinion. I hope it potentially is at Iowa. That's that's my personal favorite for head coach. I think you could also look at a Kelton Copeland, Kelvin Bell. I mean, these are guys, I know they're position coaches, but um, just because just because you're a position coach doesn't mean you can't be the CEO of a program. And both those guys have done a phenomenal job of bringing in recruits, selling the program and building on the program. And you look at guys like Davian Nixon and how they look up to Bell. It's because of the man that Kelvin Bell is. So honestly, I think Iowa has several very strong internal candidates. The one other guy to talk about is Brian Ferentz. Now, a lot of people say, we don't want another Ferentz in here. We don't want Brian. What about the racial allegations? I'm not going to get into the racial piece of it. Um, but but basically, it didn't seem like there's, they didn't find anything um, any too, anything too serious from a wrongdoing perspective for Brian Ferentz. Um, otherwise, he wouldn't be a coach there today. Brian Ferentz was thought to be the guy to lead the program after Kirk Ferentz retires. And that makes sense. Um, he's the son of Kirk Ferentz. He's coached at New England. Um, he's... He played at Iowa. I mean, he understands the Iowa way as well. Now, people get concerned when you look at the offense under Brian Ferentz and whether or not um, that means he can be a good head coach. Again, let me remind you, the head coach is a CEO, and their philosophy is what dictates the offense and the defensive side of the football. From a philosophy perspective, I don't think Brian has the same philosophy as Kirk. When you see Iowa playing it conservative and safe, I truly believe that is Kirk dictating this offense and dictating what kind of philosophy they're going to deploy. I believe if you look at Brian Ferentz and his play calling, uh, Brian is a guy who does want to get a bit more aggressive. He does lean on his emotions a little bit for good and for bad. He also likes to prove a point. Look at USC and the fact that he ran three straight quarterback dives. Yes, he can be a little bit cocky. Yes, he can be a little bit overzealous at times. Now, some people are going to point to the fact that they don't feel like Brian Ferentz is a good play caller. I would argue that you should go back and listen to his interview, I believe, with Chad Lystico this summer, where he talked for three hours about play calling and what it means to call plays. None of us, including myself, completely understand why and where and what they're doing from a play calling perspective. Oftentimes, we don't even completely understand what the play they called was meant to do or be. But the biggest thing, if you can take away anything from this conversation about play calling, it's just because you don't like a play early does not mean that it was a bad play. Sometimes you're setting things up an in, or a, a quarter or two or three quarters away from each other. Sometimes you run the Wildcat to see, against Iowa State, you see how they react to it. So then you can know if you can come back to that later. Maybe you see something on tape. Oftentimes you're building on your play calling throughout the game. And even against Nebraska, people getting upset that Iowa is not running on first down. These same people are complaining about Iowa always being predictable and running on first down. You need to have a little bit more unpredictability. Now, granted, it when it doesn't work, obviously it's Brian's fault. That's what people are going to say. But there's some there's a reason and a rhyme to his, you know, to his madness. Now I know the offense has not put up great numbers from a yardage perspective. And that's definitely something to be concerned about. But again, I would argue the fact that a lot of that goes down to the philosophy of Kirk Ferentz and how that offense should operate. So anyways, long story short, I believe LeVar Woods would be the best candidate. I think there are several candidates on the Iowa football team who would be great head coaching candidates. And if I'm Gary Barda, I'm staying within the program to bring in one of those guys if Kirk Ferentz does decide to leave. Coming up, we're going to get 
basically get the rest of the the press conference talking through Matt Hankins, Terry Roberts, those injuries, and also Deuce Hogan and his transferring, what that means for the quarterback position. Before we get into that, though, uh, you know I like to bet. You know I like to bet on Iowa games. And you can do all the betting at betonline.ag because they have you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues to march to the playoffs. BetOnline.ag remains my number one spot for all the sports action this season, and I highly recommend it to you all as well. So head over to their new updated desktop or mobile website, sign up today, and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline.ag is the fastest. And the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, betonline.ag, where the game starts. Now, I have told you about Built Bars. If you haven't tried a Built Bar yet, what is holding you back? They're truly amazing. It tastes like a candy bar. It's a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. It has so much goodness, rich and decadent flavors, covered in 100% chocolate. And they're low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat. You get the best of both worlds with the Built Bar. You get the protein, healthy side. You also get the taste and deliciousness that you're craving throughout the general day. And they have so many flavors. My personal favorite is white chocolate birthday cake with sprinkles. They have double chocolate. They got cookies and cream. They got peanut butter brownie. You name it, they probably have something sweet, salty, fruity. They got it at BuiltBar.com. It gives you the extra fuel you need to get throughout your day. And right now, they have an awesome offer as well. You go to built.com, that's B-U-I-L-T.com, and use the promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Stay tuned. They have so many great flavors coming out. They also have these awesome Built Puffs that are basically kind of like more marshmallowy, which are also truly phenomenal. So if you've tried Built Bars and you liked them, try some of the new flavors that are coming out as well. Again, go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. So as we talked about, want to finish off with some more about Kirk Ferentz's press conference. He mentioned Matt Hankins. Sounds like Matt Hankins is his time as an Iowa Hawkeye has officially come to an end. Um, he said Matt Hankins unfortunately will not be ready and probably is going to miss the bowl game too. He's not going to be able to go. He'll be with us obviously, but will not be able to participate. So it's disappointing, especially for Matt. Um, it stinks. Super unfortunate to see Matt Hankins' career end like that. You would love to see him be able to play in the Big Ten championship game. There's a reason why he came back. It's to to grow, to improve, and also to play in big-time games like that, um, which is very unfortunate. But Matt, really appreciate everything he has done uh, in the Iowa Hawkeye uniform. Sounds like Terry Roberts might be coming back as well. Uh, in regard to Terry, he said, I think so. He's been able to practice. We're not out of the woods yet, but we're getting close. It's been a long, tough path, bone bruise, basically. And it's kind of hard. And there, there's, at least my experience, no way to accurately predict how long the guy is going to be out, but he seemed pretty functional yesterday and today. Getting Terry Roberts back would be huge. I thought I think Jamari Harris has played really well in his playing time that he's gotten the last couple of games, but would love to see Terry Roberts back, if nothing else, for the phenomenal special teams play. He also got to wrap it up. He got a question about Deuce Hogan and the transferring. Um, had nothing but good things to say about Deuce. Also, kind of said probably shouldn't have joked about. Deuce in the last press conference, which I agree. Um, I, I know he was joking. I know he didn't mean anything by it, but still probably not good to really bring his name into the situation. Um, here's what I will say about Deuce Hogan, though. And I know there's a lot of concerns. People are really excited about Deuce Hogan playing in an Iowa Hawkeye uniform. Anytime you get a four-star recruit, a guy who is very proactively recruiting for Iowa, very vocal on Twitter, a lot of Iowa fans love Deuce Hogan. Here's what I would say. 
Um, I knew about this transferring before it happened. Uh, I have some sources. I'm not going to go into the details there. I'm not a guy to break news, especially when it comes to transferring and a young adult athlete's lives. Um, that's not my job to speculate on. What I've heard is that Joey Labas has taken the steps and there are concerns that Joey was going to go above Deuce Hogan after spring camp, that Joey was making significant leaps. Um, when you also look at it, though, Alex Badia still has several years. Spencer Petrus has two more years, potentially. Um, Deuce Hogan wasn't getting on the field anytime soon unless the guys above him transferred. It just wasn't going to happen. It seems like he was still so far behind some of those guys, especially with the new transfer portal rules. Uh, Deuce can leave, maybe go to a group of five team or a power five team, get a better opportunity, a better, quicker path to playing early. Um, his family's all in Texas. Maybe he wants to head back down there. So not really a complete surprise that Deuce is leaving. Um, here's the thing, though, as well. From a quarterback perspective, we're going to have quarterbacks transferring out year in and year out. It's just going to happen. When you look at the um, the history of Iowa quarterbacks under Kirk Ferentz, outside of the first couple of years, a lot of these guys are playing two and three years as a starter. Now, Iowa likes to recruit a quarterback in every single class. There's going to be a log jam at some time when you're recruiting a quarterback in every single class. And as Iowa fans, we have a very interesting penchant to be very excited about every incoming quarterback. First it was Deuce, then it was Joey. Now it's Marco, potentially. There are going to be guys who transfer out because Iowa isn't going to have playing time for every single quarterback. And Iowa quarterbacks have not gotten injured. They've been pretty healthy, all things considered. So that, to me, is just something to keep in mind um, as you kind of react to the Deuce Hogan news. Um, I wish Deuce nothing but the best. Uh, he was the first, I believe, the first recruit who ever came on my show. He came on twice, did a phenomenal job, a really well-spoken young man. Um, I wish Deuce absolutely nothing but the best going forward, and I hope he has a very prosperous career in college and makes it to the NFL. But quarterbacks transferring is the new age or new wave, I guess you could say, and especially at Iowa, we're getting a quarterback every single year, and you're having guys start for multiple years. It's expected that some guys are going to leave. Maybe he saw the writing on the wall. Maybe he just wants to be closer to home. I don't know for sure, but I do wish Deuce the absolute best. Um Hope he hope he can succeed wherever his next steps are. That does do it for our show today, though. Um, if you want more betting advice, I highly recommend you check out the Locked On Bets podcast with your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They do a phenomenal job breaking down three to four games every single day that you can place your money on at betonline.ag and put a little extra money in your pocket. So definitely check them out. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. We've got a crossover episode with Isaiah Hull of Locked On Wolverines. We're also looking at getting a former Michigan player and a former NFL player on the show to talk about Michigan and Iowa as well. So stay tuned for all of that coming up this week. I want to say thank you all for tuning in to today's episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Have a fantastic Wednesday, y'all. And as always, let's go Hawks.